words appear. The email addresses and groups mentioned on this program no longer exist. Blind Like Me does exist in its new incarnation on groups.io. To join, send a blank email to blindlikeme plus subscribe at groups.io. That's blindlikeme plus subscribe at groups.io. little uh, carefully spliced library cut indicates to me, and we hope to you, that it's time for another Blind Like Me. I'm Phil Parr. Hello there. How are you today? We're going to do a cooking in the dark show with Dale Campbell in just a few minutes, our last one before Christmas, and we'll do some Christmas Christmas kinds of things, things that you could, that you could prepare for Christmas dinner if you wanted to, and we'll let Dale tell you about all those in just a few minutes. We want to mention that we had announced last week, well, last week, of course, we had the Gasman twins, Larry and, uh, what is the other one's name? Um, John and Larry Gasman. If I do, do, if I do John's name first, I can remember. John and Larry the Gasmans. <laughs> they're quite humorous, quite, uh, quite a couple of guys. Anyway, we'll have, uh, we're, we had intended to have them on this week, um, again for another show and also uh, have another guest on. But we have decided to take a couple of weeks off for the holidays to celebrate the arrival of 2004. So we're going to run that show that is already pre-recorded for your listening pleasure uh, a couple of weeks ago. So we'll run that probably on the, let's see, the first will be... I golly, the first will be on a Thursday, won't it? So the 8th will be on. So that'll be the 9th. We'll run that on the 9th. The Gatsman's uh, again on the 9th with uh, talking about where they work and what they they do for a living and the, that blind people getting into um, Manning call centers, which is a pretty interesting little program. We hope you'll join us on the 9th. But uh, today we're going to do Cooking in the Dark. That's a nice way of saying we won't see you for two weeks and we're going to run reruns. And that's what we're going to do. So anyway, we're going to cook in the dark today. Cooking without looking, cooking with no sight. And uh, to tell us all about that with the, any uh, with any luck at all, let's see what I do here. Dale, are you there? Have I... Bill, I am here. Well, that's good. Because if you weren't, we'd have a heck of a thing. Cause we'd I have a heck of a problem I don't have anything on. cooked. We, we yeah. have the kitchen full of food and no way to tell everybody how to prepare it. That's right. That would not be a good thing. Hey, Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays to everybody. And, uh, man, can you believe the year is almost over? It is. Almost gone. 2004. What happened to it? Seems like just yesterday we were up there at that little ranch house in Lufkin 
doing a handyman show. Yeah, you wait till you get old. Wait till you get my age, boy. It zips by. It takes about it takes about five months for a year to go. That's about it. Not looking forward to that, then. Not as good as my life's been here lately. Yeah, I've yeah. been looking up. But, hey, we're cooking today, Phil. And what we've got right. on the menu today is a shank ham that we're going to cook in Coca-Cola. We've got some cheesy potatoes that are my mother-in-law's delicious recipe that get broken out at Christmas time for us. We're also going to be doing a stir-fry sweet vegetable dish, which is so simple and easy. We're also going to be having some uh, cornbread. It's a fiesta cornbread, but it's a special uh-huh. cornbread because you know what we need on a cooking show from Texas, Phil. Well, I would think jalapenos. We need some jalapenos, Always so we're going to make it a... The festival jalapeno cornbread, whatever you want to call it, but it's basically going to be a jalapeno cornbread. Did you just call your? Delicious. Did you just call your mother-in-law a witch? No, no, I did not do that. Oh, not I thought, yet. I thought you just, got some Christmas shopping to do. I thought you just called her a bad name. Marianne, I love you. <laughs> Scared me. Scared me bad. All right. Well, hey, let's get to it. All right. We've got a uh, nice, big, about a ten-pound shank ham sitting here. What I've done to prepare it for our uh, meal so far is I pulled off or took the skin off of the ham, and it's pretty easy to do. Just take you a steak knife or a sharp knife and kind of slice through the skin, and you can work your fingers in underneath between the skin and the actual meat, and the, the skin just peels right off. It's really easy to pull off. After I've done that, up around the shank, the, the, the top part of the ham, I've uh, inserted and stuck into the ham about, oh, I'd say two tablespoons worth of cloves, and I've just pierced them right into the ham. Now, for the special treat to finish up cooking with this ham, it's so easy, y'all. Just take some Coca-Cola and just begin pouring it over the ham. Let me ask- I have the ham sitting in a, uh, in a cake pan. Let me or ask you this. You can pick up at the store an aluminum roasting pan. How did you put those cloves in the ham? To, to tell us. I simply just took them and stuck them right in. They're whole cloves. Uh-huh. And whole cloves are oh, kind of like a little needle or a little brad, maybe about a half inch or three-quarter inch long brad. Uh-huh. And I just simply stuck them and just pierced them, stuck them straight into the ham. Now, they've got a little head on them. You want to leave the head sticking out because after you get done cooking the ham with the cloves in it. You want to take them out. You want to take it out because, yeah. boy, you talk about bitter beer face. That'll be a bitter beer face. Now, this is a raw ham, never this been cooked. This is a, well, actually, we had a little discussion on the cooking list about this. Uh, Lee Stone posted a, a ginger ham recipe, uh-huh. and he challenged everybody to a little ham off. Nobody cooked him up on it. But he did his ham with ginger ale. Oh, yeah? Same method except using ginger ale. Yeah. Well, I didn't have any ginger ale, and I've done a Coca-Cola one before, so I thought we'll do a Coca-Cola one. Sure, why not? In fact, I did a real simple one a few weeks ago. I took a half of a boneless ham that you can buy at the store, put it in the crock pot, in my uh, three-quart crock pot, filled it about two-thirds of the way up the ham with Coke, put it on low and let it cook for about four to five hours. Hmm. Simply delicious. Cooking it in the Coke actually removes some of the saltiness from the taste, and it, of course, tenderizes it because, goodness gracious, we all know what cork, I mean, what Coke can do to, to rust on a bumper. It'll take it right off. You yeah. Know? But that was the simplest thing to do. Hmm. Now, I've got the oven preheated to 350 degrees. I have the ham sitting with the, uh, the meat side down in the pan, so it's looking kind of like a, 
a pyramid, if you will, in yeah. the in the uh, sauce in the the, the the baking pan here. Dome shaped, yeah. And uh, I'm going to put it in the oven. The rule for a ham is you want to bake it about 15 minutes at 350 for every pound. Now, this dude weighs just about 10 pounds, so that's going to be about two and a half hours of baking time. Okay. We won't be able to finish it on the show, but all you need to do is about every 30 minutes, pull the ham out, baste it. If you have a turkey baster, that's fine. That's a tip that Lee gave us. That's how he knows when he needs to add a little more ginger ale or, in our case, Coke. Ginger ale, whatever you want to use, to the to the pan is when he's basting it when uh, he doesn't get much, you know, he can tell when he's sucking some up into the turkey baster. So now a turkey baster is a thing that has a big rubber ball or rubber thing on top of it, and you squeeze it down and you stick it down in the liquid, and when you let go, it sucks that liquid up into the turkey baster. Exactly. And then you just spray it on And when you squeeze the rubber ball again, you end up squirting it back onto your meter if you're not careful all over your... Yeah. Loved one helping you cook. Or something. Yeah, if you if you don't have one, go get one. They're cheap. Yeah, they're real inexpensive. I picked one up. Now they had a real high dollar one made out of stainless steel that yeah. was like eight dollars. Uh, I picked up a plastic one, which does yeah. the same exact thing for sure. like a dollar forty nine. Yeah, and that was at the grocery store. All right, hey, our ham is in the oven. I have uh, I've already got a cut, uh, the dessert working on for everybody. We're making a Christmas cake today. It's a layered cake, and uh, what I've done to do it with, I've used a package of Duncan Hines red velvet cake mix, and I also used a package of Duncan Hines classic white cake mix. Now, I made those to the directions on the box. You know, the red velvet cake was three eggs, a cup and a quarter of water, and um, about a third cup vegetable oil. Put it all in the, you know, mix it all up together, run your mixer on low for about 30 seconds until it's moistened, mm-hmm. and then beat it on medium for about two minutes. Pour it in a lightly floured cake pan, and in our case, we're using two nine-inch round cake pans, because what I'm going to do is after the, the, the chocolate cake, which is actually red, comes out, I'm going to stagger it with the white cake, and what I've done to the white cake mix is I've added green food coloring. So we're going to have a layer of red cake, then on top of that will be a green layer, and on top of that will be a red layer, and then the top layer will be green again. So an aesthetically pleasing cake also. Yes, it'll look pretty nice once it's sliced into. (laughs) A little bit later in the show, we will make a a butter frosting for it. So uh, I've got the cake, the green cake, in the oven baking as we speak. And, you know, speaking of these uh, package directions, I was lucky enough to have a Somebody very helpful at HEB, the local grocery store I shop at, helped me read it. I've got the voila. So I just simply recorded the directions for the cake mix into the back of the voila. Right then. As I you know, got home, scanned it. Oh, all right, this is the chocolate, this is the white. I knew which one to put the <laughs> green food coloring in so we didn't come up with some funky-looking cake. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, But if you don't have, check out this website. It's called Products Access project. Is that correct, product access project? You know, I don't know, but it's and, on. Uh, you know, Shelly is the, is the host and the founder of this thing. There is a link to it at the Blind My Smart website, you know, under the cooking link. If you go in there, scroll down through the past the recipes and near the bottom of the page, just before you get to the, the archived old cooking in the dark shows, you'll see a link that will take you to her website. If you have any packaged products that you want to add, Top, you know, uh, send her an email with yeah. the items. There's a, a, a like a 
a form online that you can fill out at her website if you do have some products you want to upload, if there's something you're looking for that's not there. But I think last count, she had around 800 or so products, you know, products online there with directions. And if you're a member of the Cooking in the Dark list, isn't it at the bottom of every email, that uh, every yes. message? It sure is. Her, uh, her, the, there's a link there at the bottom of the messages as well that will take you right to her right to her website. So even if you don't want to be on the list, you could get on the list, get this URL, paste it in your address book, and then whatever you want to do, you know. Exactly. And you'd have it. Nothing simpler. Because I think it's quite lengthy. Uh, her act, The actual uh, site is, I think, is it yeah, is a the, lengthy. Yeah, the actual address, they don't have an actual domain name yet. And uh, so it's, it's uh, a lot of slashes, and, and uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty, a pretty long address to recite, or otherwise we'd give it to you. Yeah, but, yeah, it's a great place. Help Shelly out. You know, put a couple recipes up there or directions on there. Nutrition facts are there as well. It's a good place to visit. All right, let's move on to the cheesy potatoes. The cheesy potatoes are so simple, y'all. It is one bag, about 16 ounces of shredded hash browns. These are frozen hash browns. And, of course, you want them to be thawed out. We also need about 12 ounces of grated cheese. It can be cheddar cheese, mozzarella cheese. I prefer to use sharp cheddar cheese. It's one can of cream of mushroom. I'm sorry, cream of chicken soup, not cream of mushroom, cream of chicken. Cream of chicken. And it's also one 16-ounce pint container of sour cream. Of sour cream? Yeah, sour cream. You and then uh, you mix up, what you want to do is mix the sour cream and the cream of, of chicken soup together. And then once it's kind of mixed and combined, you want to take your cheddar cheese, which I'm going to shred here. All right. I've got a whole piece. Hey, did you talk to our buddy, oh, uh, Mr. Shaw? Did he tell you about his recent purchase? He told me about this food processor. I, as much potato salad as his wife makes, I can't believe they haven't had one all these years. I can't either. He called me up. Folks, you know, we've been talking about how easy a food processor is. Here we go. We're going to shred some cheese. And, and that's, that's all it. there is to it. And that's it. It's shredded. That's, uh, yeah, that's one piece. Let me get this other piece here. That's it. That's it's it. It's shredded. You can't beat it. How long would that take you an hour with a knife? Whew, that would have taken a while. Well, it would have. Yeah. Especially, you know, a few knuckles you would have grated off, I'm sure, as well. Well, and he, I think this one he bought, I don't think he, I think it was like 25 bucks on sale. Yeah, or $25, the Hamilton Beach model. Yeah. And it's got me thinking, man, I need to go buy me a new one, because mine's a Hamilton Beach model. But his has got a couple cool little add-ons on it. I saw, I, I heard of that thing on the side that dumps it into a bowl as it as it processes. Mine doesn't that have it. That is just wonderful. Mine doesn't have that. He's got, there's a little plate, y'all, that fits right under, if you're grating or slicing, that fits underneath the actual blade. And instead of it falling down into the uh, the bowl or the, the you know, the tub for the food processor. Yeah. It comes out of chute right into a little bowl that you can just put out there. And and so you end up with a bowl full of grated cheese. And yours doesn't yeah. have that. Mine doesn't either. Mine mine doesn't either. And I'm like, mm, yeah. I think I need that feature. Mine is probably 12 years old. I got to thinking I moved it from the house uh, we used to live in. Right. So I need, for 25 bucks, I'm going to go buy me a new one. Heck, yeah. For 25 yeah. that's what I'm thinking. I, mm, I had to amend my Christmas list. 
get a little get a little another food processor put on there. Yeah. All right. So now what I've done, I've combined this grated cheese with the uh, hash brown. I'm going to mix in. I'm going to dump this in here. All right. Okay. Now I'm going to use a spoon to mix up the cheese, I mean, the hash browns, along with the sour cream and the cream of chicken soup. Why don't Get we it all mix up together? Why don't we let you stir a minute and take a little short break and be back with more cooking in the dark in just a sec, Dale? All right. Thank you, sir. Built hotel for blind and partially sighted people in the United Kingdom officially opened November 1st, 2002. The pioneering Russell Hotel was built based on design suggestions from visually impaired holiday makers. The hotel is managed by Action for Blind People in a unique partnership with Guide Dogs for the Blind Association. Blind and partially sighted people were involved in every stage of the design process of this four million pound hotel. A user group, including visually impaired people and expert hoteliers, met monthly for a year to develop in the design of the Russell. As a result, the hotel features modern facilities such as an indoor heated swimming pool and a gym, as well as many features to make the hotel highly accessible to visually impaired guests. Among these are textured carpets to guide guests toward the reception desk, enlarged corridors, and rooms to allow for two guide dogs. The Russell Hotel is now the type of hotel blind and partially sighted people expect and want to visit. It is contemporary and incorporates features for visually impaired people as an integral part of the design, not just bolted on as afterthought. For more information on the subject, visit the keyword Russell Hotel. On the Blind Side, I'm Mark Christie. On the Blind Side, celebrating the contribution of blind people to societal evolution. about that a hotel designed designed for the blind be nice i'm we're going to europe next year i may have to to check that out and give you a first-hand report back with more cooking in the dark cheesy potatoes here's dale that is wonderful isn't it it Four, is what was it 400 million pounds 400 million pounds Ooh, and a pound's about oh last time i checked about a dollar 75 well you know it just so happens that patterson and his wife and my wife and i are going to europe next fall all so, right. So we'll have to check that out. We'll give you a first-hand report on that. Uh, you'll have that to come idea. to us live from across the big pond there. <laughs> I think so, sir. All right. All right. We're okay, I'm here. getting ready to dump the old cheesy potatoes in here into the 13-by-9 uh, cooking pan, cake pan, and we'll get those in and going. Now, these cheesy potatoes, folks, you want to cook them at about 3 and a quarter to 350 for about an hour to an hour and a half. 
They're pretty unforgiving. Uh, so if you need to adjust your times a little bit one way or the other, I don't think you're going to hurt anything. One thing to do, like with this ham, if you're going to be making this meal yourself, let your ham go for about an hour while you go ahead and prepare the um, potato dish about the last hour or so that your ham will be cooking. Go ahead and slide the potatoes in, and we'll be good to go on those. So let me get these slid in the old oven fill. All right, so you just put them in with the ham. Yeah, I'm going to move the ham over. I'm kind of uh-huh. hungry. I think I'll be eating lunch after we do this show. I so. Did, did I, I detect some – do you have some company there with you? Who is uh, – No, I don't have anybody here right now today. That was Kelsey, though, food Yeah, Kelsey there. Dog's here. Every Kelsey time we Dog. open the old crack the refrigerator, he is a hound <laughs> for <laughs> those doggone carrots. You can't blame him for that. No, not at all. So once he gets into those carrots, he is just like – you know, i got to have a carrot, Dad. Hook me up. And much better for the dog than dog biscuits, aren't they? But it's good for him. Keeps him, keeps him on a little less heavy. I say they're, they're much better than dog biscuits, aren't they? Yeah, those dog biscuits are so doggone fat. And especially yeah. with the weather so cold and chilly and bad down here. Yeah. We just don't get out much to get our walks in like we used to. See, we think it's bad because it's 55, uh, you know, yeah. 48 or something. we got thin blood, you know. We do. All them folks up there, old... Boop up there in Slippery Rock. She keeps telling me she keeps leaving her door open. Yeah. We can't be having that, letting all the cold air out. I, I put on a sweater to walk from the shop to the house, you know. Yeah, see, you're like me. Yeah, I can't handle it. I can't handle this cold stuff. <laughs> all right, I'm taking the uh, cakes, the green cakes out. I've got a wire rack here on the counter. I'm just going to set them on in the pan. All right, you took the cake out and we're putting the potatoes in. Yeah, cakes all out, right. potatoes are in. Okay. Oh, this one was a little shy. He was way back in the back, didn't want to come out. Yeah, I'm just going to set them on this wire rack and let them cool for a few minutes. All right. Then after they cool down, I'll take them and flip them over and flip them out. So let's move on to the jalapeno cornbread. Cheesy potatoes in the oven. Potatoes are in the oven. Right. They will be done in about an hour and a half. So let me set my timer here, and I will know in about another... 15 to 20 minutes, I'll need to pull that ham out and baste it. Setting the timer. Getting Setting a little talking Setting timer little there. Talking yeah, the uh, other one, Skyler, was using it upstairs someplace, and I have not yet located. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. You know how that goes. Oh, hey, yes, I somebody do. Somebody bring that back. I, do. I, demand that they, I demand that everybody put everything back where they, and if you don't, brother, you will in, incur the wrath of Papa if you don't put it back. <laughs> so I'm not going to hunt. I'm, when, I'm, I'm so old. When I drop something, I look for it a minute. If I don't find it, to hell with it. I just go. I move on, right? I do. I don't care. You know. <laughs> okay, our cornbread is four eggs. All right. Slightly beaten. So I'm going to break these up, put them in the bowl here. All right. We'll beat them up real quick. Yeah, you know, break the yolks, of course. Yeah. Whoops, threw an eggshell on the floor. Oh, my, my. Get that before Mama gets home, or I will be... Or before you step on it, it'd be better if you Ooh, get it Yeah, no, that'll be a quickly. situation, won't it? Yeah, you get in trouble there. Um, make, a, make a mess. Um, okay. You beating those with a whisk or just with a spoon or what? Yeah, with a little wire whisk here. Just whisking them around. them up here pretty well. All right. Then we've got, uh, along with this, this cornbread recipe, it's uh, two six-ounce packages of sweet cornbread 
If you can't find sweet cornbread, just use regular cornbread and add about a two teaspoons of sugar to them. Okay. If you want it a little more sweeter, you know, use that. Or if you want, uh, this is sweetened with honey, actually. And it comes in a package like that? Yeah, it comes in a little six-ounce package already sweetened and ready to go. I never saw that. That's, that's uh, a new one on me. I knew. I used to use, I used to make my own sweet cornbread, but I'd use, you know, that Jiffy cornbread. Yeah. Jiffy brand in the little box and add a little sugar to it. And we were good to go. Okay, also we need to add one and one-third cups of buttermilk. Okay. Candace was really happy to see some buttermilk in the refrigerator. Was she? I was like, girl, you can have it. <laughs> yeah. Does she does she like it by itself? I yeah, mean, she likes it by itself. Well, Luann does, too. I can't handle it. I can't either. Oh. Now, to this, we're going to add two cups of frozen corn. Okay. And a cup and a half of Mexican cheese or Fiesta cheese. Or Monterey Jack cheese. by how it's sold under. Monterey Jack cheese would do. Monterey Jack would do. Cheddar would do. Anything that anything that you might want to use. Depends on the flavor you want in your in right your, in your cornbread. Uh, you know, and us, we like ours a little bit spicy. So ah uh, yes, we're adding also a six ounce can of sliced nacho jalapenos. Nacho jalapenos. All right. I tasted these a little bit just to see how they were. They're not too hot. Uh huh. Well, that's by my standard, you know. Yeah, uh, a lot of people would think they're really hot. Yeah, probably so. So let me get the old beaters going here. We'll mix this stuff up. And then this we're going to put into a little 13 by 9 glass baking dish. Uh-huh. And bake it about 25 to 30 minutes. Getting this mixed up here. Now, now again, I'm just using that little hand mixer. That's what I, I do was... have on my Christmas list this year, though. One of those nice KitchenAid, you know, those little stand mixers. And Candace was looking through one of the catalogs. I don't know if it was Bed Bath & Beyond or Macy's or somebody like that. But they come in all these great little designer colors. So I'm like, hey, is there one that matches our kitchen? She's like, well, yeah. There's blue and there's yellow and... My goodness, they have purple and pink and red and green and yeah. all kinds of different shades of colors. Folks, these are not sound effects. This is not, it's not, a, not a sound effect. That's an actual mixer. Mixing. You're actually mixing here, y'all. <laughs> Gordon. No. We don't fake it here. Well, we don't have any sound effects. In fact, everybody, everybody now around the, the lake down here and all our friends, they want to know when the next cooking show is being taped. Because is that right? They always seem to make it by for dinner. Oh, is that right? Thank goodness, especially after that Thanksgiving Day feast. Oh, man. So did you go ahead and do dinner on Thanksgiving after that? Uh, no. We went down to Galveston and hung out at the Strand. Really? I actually had shrimp brochettes and... Uh, at Guido's down in Galveston. Shrimp with bacon wrapped around it. Yes. Yeah, they nothing better. Excellent. Oh, man, I, I love them. Okay, let me grease up this cake dish or this uh, pan here. This is a Pyrex pan or one of those? Yeah, it's a glass one. I figured yeah. um, I've got a real nice cake pan, 
You know, it's got little feet on the bottom of it, and yeah. uh, but it's it's uh, got you... that coating inside, the Teflon coating. Uh-huh. And I didn't want to risk having somebody cut the cornbread with a knife and scratch that pan all up. Yeah, so you're just going to do it in this long dish like everybody has. Yeah, I'm just going to do it in a glass. Yeah, it's a, uh, I guess a 13 by 9 yeah. glass um, baking dish. It's really nice. Yeah, they make several sizes of those. Everybody ought to have two or three of them because they're just wonderful for either. You can even microwave with them. Uh, you sure can. And, you know, and some have lids. There's the round ones and the square ones and none. the loaf pans and uh, all that stuff. Yeah. All right, so let's dump this in. And we have got jalapeno cornbread on. All mixed up and ready to go. All mixed up and ready to bake. All right. So I think what I'll do is set this off to the side until... Yeah, because it won't take long to bake it. What, 15, 20 minutes? Yeah, it's about, yeah, I think about 20, 25 minutes. Or, you know, until that, I love that little line they always put on there, until golden brown. Yeah, so do, well, you, hey. do you flip it one time when you're doing it or not? No, sure don't. My wife takes the skillet and flips, just dumps it. She just just turns the skillet over. The cornbread falls on the under her flat hand, and she just flips the whole thing over for some oh, reason. Yeah. Now that is that is exquisite. Well, I haven't tried that. I don't. I think I could do it, but I haven't tried it yet. Yeah, um, it wouldn't be hard to do. I would. It'll think take so. you a little practice, you know. Yeah. Learn you, how to flip that over. If you miss, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and you're dealing. You your puppy's going to have a snack. Huh? Well, and, and she does it with a big, heavy iron skillet. You know. I mean, it's, wow. Yeah. Now you know a lot of people. That's the way they bake cornbread, or they make their cornbread is in you know those big iron skillets. That's what she does. She uses, and she won't use anything else. And and I I am the dish doer at my house since I'm home all day. Right. But I don't deal with the with the with the cast iron stuff. We have three or four cast iron skillets and a big couple of big cast iron Dutch ovens. I'm not allowed to do it. Deal with those. <laughs> she cleans those herself. That's, that's Hands off, huh? Yeah, because, you know, I'd put them in the dishwasher, and you just don't do that with cast iron. No, nope, you sure can't. You don't want to do that. And you want to leave a little grease in it and oil it up and, you know. Yeah, because if you, uh, yeah, running them through the dishwasher is the worst thing. That's actually, I mean, when you first get an iron skillet, that's what you want to do is grease that baby up, cover it with vegetable oil, and put it in the oven and bake it. Yeah, let it just bake let a it while. Cure. And and let that that oil you know boil or get down in the pores of the of the cast iron. Yeah. And then it's seasoned and and I never use one when I fry, fry eggs or bacon or whatever I do I do it in a Teflon. I like. You now know. you know I used to do it back oh a long time ago when I had one of those but on some months moving back and forth in college and stuff it ended up I don't know got it put in somebody's box you know how that goes. You don't have a cast iron skillet anymore. Don't have a cast iron skillet. It is on my Christmas list. So yeah. I've been a good boy. I think Santa Claus ought to bring me that. Hey, a lot of cooking stuff. I guess you need one. I, I hate them. I don't like them. I, I prefer the Teflon. <laughs> you know, yeah, I kind of like one. I just wanted one for browning meats in a lot and, uh, you know, cooking steaks in, things like that. Yeah. So we'll see. If I get it, I get it. Cool. If not, don't yeah. really need it. Just one of them things would be nice one to have. Things. All right. Where are we? All right. Now, we are ready to do a little stir-fry. This is such a, this is so easy, y'all. What I've done is uh, we're going to be doing carrots. Okay. Which I've taken some baby carrots and actually just julienned them, which means cutting them lengthwise. Uh-huh. What I'll do is cut them in half one way and then flip them to where that cut is perpend- you know, or, I'm sorry, parallel to the cabinet again. Uh-huh. And kind of hold it. I'm using my chef's knife. And cut them the other nice way. Nice and sharp. 
And what you want to do when you Julian, you want to cut strips that are all oh, an eighth of an inch, quarter inch wide, looks like long squares, kind of like French fries. Yeah. Okay. I've done some of those. I've already cut some up ahead of time. Okay. Now I've got some squash and zucchini here. Sound like you're using a wooden cutting board there. Well, actually, I ran across these, and I'm selling them now on Blind My Smart. They're cutting mats. Uh-huh. Coolest thing I've ever ran across because they are like a heavy, almost like a place mat. They're a hard, heavy plastic, uh-huh. but they're fairly pliable. They come in four bright colors, like a yellow, a green, a red, a blue. Uh-huh. So they can offset any vegetables or anything you might be cooking or cutting on there. But if you have, you know, some some vision, it gives you a little contrast of what, you know, where your food is and where your fingers are and where the mat is. Okay. But they're so, man, dishwasher safe, easy. They have a little hole in them. I hang them on a nail in my uh, cabinet. And they wouldn't. Right where I need them at all the time. And they wouldn't dull your knife. No, they don't dull your knife. And you don't have to mess with a big cutting board all the time. And ay, ay, ay. It's, it's a hassle. We've got yeah. this like, cutting board that goes all over the doggone place. Yeah. It doesn't stay put. All right. All right what do you, what do you... that for two zucchinis sliced? Is that what you did? Slicing up it. zucchini? Yeah. Zucchini and a squash. And the carrots. Now you can add to this if you want to mushrooms. You can add to it, gosh, any vegetable. This is really wonderful. I got this recipe, this idea from Henry off the Cooking in the Dark list. He did asparagus this way. Yeah. And uh, what you want to do to prepare this is in it in your your big skillet, or if you have a wok, that's even fantastic because this is perfect for the wok. You want to heat up some olive oil. And not much, y'all, maybe two tablespoons, just enough to get a little oil in the bottom of the pan. Mm-hmm. So I, what I've done is I just opened my olive oil, and I held my finger over the mouth of it and just poured a couple gurgles out. Yeah, let it gurgle a couple of times. Into the frying pan. And that's it. I'm going to put this on medium heat. And let me find my wooden spoon here. Yes, keep those handy. All right, there it is. Fantastic. All right. The olive oil's already heated. Yeah, I've got the, I put the olive oil in the skillet, and I'm uh, kind of getting it hot here. Because you want your skillet nice and hot. Yeah. Now, the way this recipe is going to work, it doesn't take very long at all. It takes about three to four minutes with your vegetables. Now, if your vegetables, if you cut them thicker, if you slice them a little thicker, of course, it'll take a little bit longer. But you sure don't want to overcook them. I like my veggies a little bit kind of crisp. So that they're not real soft and, and mushy. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's heating up nicely. All right. Then uh, the uh, squash and zucchini and the carrots here all in one. Oh, I can already hear it starting to fry. Now, what are we? We're using a big deep side skillet or a wok or what are you? Yeah, I'm we, using the big, just that big deep fry, that big chicken skillet. Big skillet, huh? Again, I like it just because I tell you the one reason I use this so much is because it is got such. Deep high sides on it, and it's hard for you to. You can stir pretty, pretty, uh, pretty heartily without knocking stuff out of it. Yeah. Yes, yeah. You don't end up with uh, one piece of zucchini left and everything else all over your kitchen cabinet. All right. While we're getting ready, this let's take our second little break. Be back in just a minute with more cooking in the dark. a website. 
website, our crack research team certifies screen reader friendly. Now with this week's blind site, here's Don Shaw. Have you ever been surfing the internet and you were just kind of wondering how fast you, your connection really was? Seems like things were going kind of slow that day. Well, now there's a way you can find out. I've got a site here today that I go to every once in a while and check my internet connection speed. You can do a free test on this site. Basically, what you do is you have some choices. You just need to go and check the appropriate button. And questions may be something like, what type of internet connection are you running? Whether it be dial-up, cable modem. DSL would uh, check the appropriate choice, whatever the case may be there. Tab around to the test button and hit it, and within a minute or two, it'll come back and give you the results so you can find out how fast you're connected at that time, which from time to time, it's good to know that information. If you're interested in this, go to Bandwidth Place. That's www.bandwid.com. T-H-P-L-A-C-E, no spaces, dot com, slash S-P-E-E-D-T-E-S-T. Go and check out your ISP service and see if they're telling you the real story on your uh, Internet connection. For a blind friendliness rating, I'd give the site a 6, a 6 to a 7, it's okay to navigate around on just a good bit of information and things to kind of wade through. But other than that, it's good. Until next week, I'm Don Shaw. Keep on blind sighting. If you found a screen reader-friendly website you'd like us to mention, send your email to blindlikeme, or one word, at txucom.net. And join us again next time for Blind Sight. as we move back into cooking in the dark with some some things that you can do for Christmas dinner if you don't have plans for Christmas dinner. Well, we've got a whole one designed for you, and here's Dale Campbell. Dale? Hey, Phil. Welcome back. That sounds like a pretty cool site. I'm going to have to go check that out. Yeah, find out what your Internet speed really is. See how fast we are. Sometimes I'm downloading music, and, man, it seems like it's going slow. Downloading music? (laughs) You're not downloading music. Surely you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't. No, I don't do that. I don't do that. that. (laughs) I'm not one of them pirates. Oh, hey. Hey, look out there. Our horn's sounding. Look out there. What What I've done here is, uh, let me turn that off. It's time to baste the turkey real quick. But before I do that, I've added two tablespoons of honey to our vegetables. I've reduced the heat from medium down to low. 
And I've also added oh, maybe a quarter cup of wine, just a couple gurgles. Uh-huh. I just kind of poured some white wine in, just enough to kind of deglaze the pan a little bit. Uh-huh. We want to let this sit and reduce for about three or four minutes. And then turn it off and let it rest for, oh, three or four minutes. And the vegetables are done. And they're ready they to will eat. come out with a sweet, crunchy, just oh, just a wonderful flavor. I mean, if you're somebody that doesn't really like zucchini or squash or doesn't know if you do, boy, try it this way because you will be pleasantly surprised. Now, you didn't do any onions with these, did you? No, I didn't put any onions in it, but you sure could. Yeah. You could put onions in it. You could put, and if, you know, if you put onions in, I think it'd be good to leave them whole. I mean, not whole, but leave them in big rings. You know, don't chop them up real fine. Yeah, because they'll cook away if you're not careful. Yeah, they'll cook down pretty well. And, and, you know, the way you want to cook this, you want to get the veggies hot, but you don't really want to cook them all the way through because you do still want them to be a little bit crispy. Mm-hmm. Uh, how you doing, Porky? I'm talking to our ham, everybody. Porky the ham here. Porky. Okay. Is it time to baste the ham, huh? <laughs> yeah. Or are you just going to slide it out on the rack? You're not really yeah, going to take it out of the oven? Out. Oh, yeah, he is nice. Now, is this covered? I've forgotten. No, it's uncovered. And I am just slowly rebasting here. And doing this now, let me... Moving that juice around a little bit. Squeezing the head, you know, on the bubble of this yep. baster. Yeah. Stick it down in the... Uh, the coke in the bottom of the pan. Just down in the, and also you got some ham drippings down in there now. There's yeah, there's little, some ham drippings in there. So baste it. And just uh, baste it. Just kind of hold it over the, I'm kind of letting it trickle down off the top of the ham, off from the, the top of the shank. That does sound good. It is going to be delicious. Yep. And any, oh gosh, use Coca-Cola, use ginger ale, any of these sodas will, with the sugar in them, uh, it just works to really take away some of the saltiness of the beef. Any carbonated ham. Any carbonated drink would work, right? Yeah, any carbonated drink would work. Dr. Pepper. I don't know if Diet Coke. I mean, go with the, you know, don't go with Diet Coke or anything like that. Dr. Pepper, of course. Dr. Pepper. That's my favorite. There you go. You know, when I was in Cincinnati, you can't buy Dr. Pepper in Cincinnati hardly. Really? Yeah, I was like, well, hey, that was, I think, the first sign that, hey, maybe I need to get out of here. Yeah. And the 17 inches of snow that we got the first weekend I was moved up there. I'm thinking that we did find finally one in New York. When we, Luann and I went to New York a couple of years ago, I think she finally found a Dr. Pepper because at that time she was a serious Dr. Pepper drinker. Yeah, it, that is really weird. Just different parts of the country, different things. You know, don't have, uh, uh, yeah. You know, we were talking on the cooking list, uh, a Frito pie. Well, here we are in Cincinnati again. We walked into this chili restaurant, and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll take a Frito pie. They didn't know what I was talking about. Really? And for any of you that don't know, a Frito pie is what it brings back to me is memories of the old days at the old Little League football or baseball games or something, but it's a bag of Fritos, and you just kind of slit the side of the Frito bag open, you know, a small snack size bag, yep. and just pour chili in on that and uh, add a little cheese and get you a, a spork or a plastic spoon or fork and phew, dig in. Or you can pour them in a bowl and crumble oh, them up, yeah, which yeah. is the way I usually do it. Puts Basically, them. I mean, it's just chili served over Fritos. With cheese on it, usually. With cheese, and, whoa, we got to throw some onions in there, too. Yeah. But it is uh, I love really a treat. That's barbaric, people that don't know what a Frito yeah. is. Yeah, hey, now, come on, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> well, Texans, we eat different things, jalapenos and everything, you know? Yeah, you got to have jalapenos on everything. Okay, I'm going to turn off our vegetables and just let them sit rest for a while and i'm ready to make our icing for our cake and what this is is a uh, a butter icing 
It's three cups of confectioner's sugar, a half a cup of butter. Okay. Often. All right. Which is just one stick of butter. That's a half a cup? Yeah, half a cup is one stick. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah. We discussed that before, but I didn't know that. And we want to whip this, beat this up until it's nice and fluffy. Let me move this bowl over here to the mixer. All right. And we'll get that going. You've already melted the butter in the microwave. Yeah, actually, the butter I just I uh, had sitting out here next to the stove, so it is really nice and soft. Okay. Right. Get it going. More sound effects, folks. <laughs> you know, there's a great website out there that everybody should check out if you haven't for converting different measurements. Uh, you know, cups to ounces, ounces to cups, things like that. Uh-huh. It is um, www.foodlovers.co.nz. It's a website based out of it. It comes out of New Zealand. Once you go to it, click on the link for conversion calculator. And once you get the conversion calculator up... You can put in, like, if you have three tablespoons or four tablespoons of something and you want to know how many cups that is, or if you want to know how many teaspoons there is to an ounce or whatever, you put in the number of whatever you have, say, three tablespoons, and then there's a combo box or a list box where you can select what the three is, tablespoons, teaspoons, cups, whatever, Uh and then there's a convert to another combo box, another list of options that you can convert back to. And then it will tell you what is what. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that is really awesome. Yeah, do you have it memorized, the website memorized? What is it again? It's www.foodlovers, F-O-O-D, lovers, L-O-V-E-R-S, you know, all lowercase. Okay. All, um... Yeah, all lowercase. Yeah, all lowercase. All one word. C-O dot N-Z. Okay. Because it is, you know, a... uh, an out of out of US website, so it's not a dot com or a dot net. Or dot org. But yeah, or click on conversion calculator and I think you'll be really uh I think everybody will really like it. It's pretty neat. Okay, now to this we need to add half a cup of milk. All right. And about three quarters of a tablespoon of of what? vanilla. Okay. Left you hanging there, didn't I? Yeah, I didn't know what you were going to add. I couldn't. All I right, let me get was. this beat up here. All right. Oh, he's got it in high gear now. sound effect that was. That is awesome. Now really? we have a, let me, of course you got to stick your finger in it, right? Oh yeah, look at it and let, see how it is. Taste it. See, Very good. Nice, sweet. The consistency Might you want. Be a little, you know, I think I'm going to add a little more milk to it. Really slow thick? Just a tad bit thick. I might add just another maybe a teaspoon or maybe a little tablespoon, but oh yeah, this is going to be awesome. And then beat it again? 
Yeah, and then beat it up again. I believe I'm going to have to make a little bit more to ice this cake with, though. <laughs> you think so? Some of it seems it's a to be pretty big cake. Some of it seems to be disappearing. Not yet. As we go. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we will. Um, and again, this cake we're making, y'all, is a. It's going to end up being red and green layered inside when it's cut open. So you're going to need a pretty good amount of ice of icing to put in between each layer. And what you'll do is I'm going to put a red layer down and then ice the top of it. Okay. And then put a green layer down and then ice the top of it. Okay. And then put a red layer on top of that. Add Not. more icing in between them. All right. And then put a green layer on top of that. And then ice the whole cake, the top so, and the sides. So, so you've got four times to ice. So you need a right. lot of icing. Right. I'm gonna, I will need more icing. <laughs> Man, this, thing is, this thing is going to be rich. I mean. It is going to be rich. Woo. I told Candace that after we have dinner tonight, we've got a few friends coming over for a little little Christmas festivities. And then after that, that she and, uh, is more than welcome to take it to school with her. Yeah. But her and the teachers have some of it for their morning coffee or whatever. They sit around and talk and whatnot on their break. Yeah. The one little thing I'm going to do to this on the top of it, though, I am going to add some, I got my bought some peppermint candies. I'm going to crush those, just beat them up, mash them, uh, put them in a, to do that, I'm going to put them in like a, a Ziploc freezer bag and uh, then use a, you know, one of the, um, the food pounding mallets to pound food flat with just to crush up the, the peppermint. In the, uh, while they're in the bag. While they're in the bag. And while so they're they frozen. Pound it up and not, you know, go everywhere. While they're frozen in the bag. Uh, no, they won't be frozen. No, they're just they're hard candies is what they are. But they'll get even harder in the freezer. Yeah, sure yeah. will. And so you just take the bag, the little Ziploc bag out, and take right. this mallet and crush them. And just crush them up. And then after they're all crushed up, I'll take and sprinkle them on top of the cake. What a great idea. So it'll be a little peppermint-looking little Christmas thing. I mean, if you wanted to, you could get some of those green and... And a red little sprinkles or do some type of decoration on it or anything like that. Yeah, they make all kinds of sprinkles in little bottles that you can oh, buy. Oh, yeah, all kinds of that kind of My stuff. My granddaughter had a half dozen around here one time. What? So that would be it. Our ham is doing great. Our cheesy potatoes were in there just cheesing right away. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll get our cornbread in. Once I take the ham out, when you take the ham out, you do want to let it rest about 15, 20 minutes or so before you carve it. That'll be perfect timing to let the cornbread bake. So, Candace is at school, and supper will be ready when she gets home, won't it? Supper will be on the table when she gets home. And it'll be time to eat when she gets home. She'll be home about 4 o'clock? Yeah, she gets four. in around uh, 4, 4.30, something like that. What, Some uh, she has to work a little bit later. And she's over in Galena Park, which is uh, about 45 minutes from here. School's out, for, uh, what, Friday? Is that it? Uh, yeah, no kids after Thursday for her, and uh, then she will. She has an in-service day on Friday. But, yeah, next the next two weeks are ours. Are yours to do as you please. Do as we want to do. You want right? to be that hustle and bustle of Christmas and all that stuff. Yeah. But it'll be all right. It'll be really good. I mean, we're looking forward to Christmas. We've got about all our shopping done. How's your shopping coming? Well, I don't do Christmas, but my wife makes up for it. All right. Uh, she, there is stuff fogging into this house every day. The UPS truck, at least once a day, every day, pulls up See? to my house. And the poor mail lady. The same way we do. Oh, man. She was on all, spent all weekend on the computer ordering stuff and making sure it was going to be here on time. Right. Um, yeah, we have ordered um, ordered some stuff from, you know, a couple of places for Candace, and we've ordered, yeah, I think we've done the majority of our shopping online as well. She did uh, She did the bulk of hers. She went to Clark's, which is our local, uh, which is uh, the equivalent to, uh, I mean, it's a high-priced clothing store. She went there, 
uh, Saturday, but I think she mostly bought stuff for herself there. And you can't blame the girl for that. No, we're we're no. getting, let's see, we're, we're, we're at about 51 and a half minutes. You want to start our review? Uh, yeah, well, why don't we go over what we what did we've today. Done? Today for Christmas, we did a nice, big, about a 10-pound shank ham. And uh, it, when you buy your ham, they have shank hams, they have boneless hams, they have butt hams. Uh, don't really worry about cooking the ham because it's pretty easy to do. Almost every ham you buy now will be cured in some form or fashion, be it hickory smoked, honey smoked, maple smoked, be it just cured. It is very, very difficult to find a raw ham. So anything you do with a ham, you can't really mess it yeah, up. Yeah, you have to you have to order specially a raw ham anymore. You sure do. Yeah, Lee, uh, um, Lee and I kind of got into that, especially Lee. He did a lot of checking for me and a lot of calling around and come to find out you've almost got to order. If you want a ham that's uncooked anymore, you've almost got to order it directly from the farm. Yeah, well, I have a butcher here who will get you one, and a butcher shop will, you know, if you, a meat market right. will, can normally get you one if that's what right. you want. And that's what you used today, yeah, right? Yeah, I used one that I used one that was actually smoked. It was hickory smoked. Okay. So you can't really you can't really mess them up. I mean, they're already cooked, so golly, all you're doing is adding a little flavor and a little seasoning to them, and look out. But uh, with ham, we just basically uh, skinned it, and then once we got the, the skin off of it, I stuck about two tablespoons worth of cloves in it, just pierced them, just stuck them right into the the top into the shank, uh, down about oh about three to four inches down the ham. And then I added Coca-Cola and uh, filled the Coke up to, it was about an inch deep in the pan. And as I was pouring it, I just kind of poured it over the top of the ham, put it in the oven, baked it at 350 degrees. Again, for a ham, the estimated cooking time is about 15 minutes per pound. So, again, this was a about a 10-pound ham, so that comes out to be about two and a half hours. About every 30 minutes or so, you want to take it out, baste it, and uh, then put it back in and just let it keep on keep on trucking. We also did my mother-in-law's, Mary Ann's, super delicious cheesy potatoes, which is nothing more than um, some shredded frozen hash brown potatoes. Make sure they're shredded and the, the frozen in the bag, and you want them thawed out before you start preparing this. About 10 to 12 ounces of cheddar cheese, one can of cream of chicken soup, one 16-ounce pint of um, sour cream, fat-free, whatever you want to do. That's cool there. And one thing I did forget while we were doing the show was one stick of butter that you want to mix in with the um, the potatoes. Uh-huh. I already had that melted and drenched in there. We also did the stir-fry vegetables, which pretty much pick your vegetable. The stir-frying process is so quick and easy, y'all. Put just a tad bit of oil, just enough oil to basically coat the bottom of your skillet. Chop up your vegetables, dump them in. Stir-fry them for about two to three minutes. Reduce the heat. Add about a teaspoon to two tablespoons, depending on how sweet you would like them, of honey. About a quarter cup of wine, white wine, just enough to kind of deglaze the pan a little bit. Keep on stirring them up on the on that lower heat for about another two to three minutes, and then simply turn them off and just let them sit. And they will be ready when you know it's so quick and so easy, y'all, and so good uh, stir frying. I mean, we've done it with bean sprouts, we did it with zucchini, with squash. Well, and you said asparagus a while ago. Asparagus is good to do stir-fry with. Yeah, yeah. I like trying to, to create kind of a pretty pretty color. You know, a little green, a little yellow, a little orange, uh, you know, a red pepper in there looks nice. A red bell pepper chopped mm-hmm. up is cool. Just something to make it look appetizing as well. Then on top of the last thing we did was the jalapeno cornbread, because the show from Texas has got to have a jalapeno in it. 
This was just uh, two six-ounce bags of sweet cornbread mix, one and a third cup of buttermilk, about two cups of frozen corn, and I added also about uh, six ounces of sliced jalapenos. Put all the ingredients in the, in the bowl, mix them up, dump those into a well-greased 13-by-9 baking pan, and you want to bake those at 325, 350 for about 20, 25 minutes until they're golden brown. And then on top of the last thing we did was the cakes. Yeah. Simply, I just used a, I mean, if you wanted to, just use use the box cake recipes, and if you don't want to mess with making icing, don't worry about it. You know, buy the icing at the store. And then just bake your cakes. I baked them in 9-inch round cake pans. I added green food coloring to a white cake to make it look green so that it would bring out the Christmas colors. And that's all there is to making a delicious, delicious, wonderful Christmas meal. But if nobody's going to see it, don't worry about the green food coloring. Exactly. Just, Just make tell it. them it's green. <laughs> <laughs> tell them it's green. Yeah, that's, that's what we had a little good. thing where with these uh, cooking in the dark aprons, we ordered some more in and they printed the wrong logo on them. And I had, you know, somebody made the comment, well, heck, you're going to blind people. Nobody will know the difference. I'm Nobody like, hey, will know man. the difference. No, you don't want to do that. Don't want to do that. Good. That's not good. But uh, anyway, we've still got a few cooking in the dark aprons. Fill your voila should be there by the time the share the show airs. That's good. Tell us about Blind Life Smart and how to get your website on, on your Blind contact. Blind Life Smart is a proud sponsor of Cooking in the Dark. Uh, just go to www.blindmysmart.com. Hop in the kitchen department and check out all the cool little kitchen gadgets that you can find that we use here on the show as well as, you know, are out there for you to buy. And uh, we've just added a clearance center. We've just had a, probably about 50 or 60 products go on markdown. I mean, and these, they're, uh, they're like half price. Really? If not lower than that of some great little figurines, uh, statuaries, um, picture frames, different items. There's all kinds of little kids, things that have just been tossed into the clearance aisle. Yeah. So the wall quantities last, go check it out. Register there and also come join us on Cooking in the Dark, the cooking list. There is great tips, great recipes, great people, good friends. Uh, it's, just, it's a wonderful site, a wonderful email list to be on. Uh, immigrant up in uh, New York has been sending us, just loading us up with cookie recipes. Really? I believe we're going to get ready to start a cookie exchange where one member will cook a batch of cookies, mail them off to somebody, that person will get the 10. And then they'll fill the tent up with their cookies and send them on down the line. Well, I may have to get on the list if you're going to do that. I think I, so. I think you need I to. I might have to. All, All right. right. Well, well hey, Merry Christmas, y'all. That'll and, do another uh, one. Phil, and, uh, I guess I will be talking to you next year, sir. That'll be next year. We'll talk about that. I, I have a little change I'm going to make uh, that uh, that I'll tell you about when we get off the air, okay? All right. All right. Hang on just hey, a minute. Merry Christmas, y'all. I'm Dale Campbell, cooking in the dark. And as we said, uh, we will do the the finish of the Gaspin Twins will be on the 9th of January, where we'll have a brand-new uh, blind handyman and a brand-new blind like me. So we hope you'll join us then. Happy New Year, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening, and we'll see you in 2004. Bye-bye.